When passion, perseverance, and performance join forces, success is born. When your lifestyle is cultivated around physical and mental well-being, winning is inevitable. If you're somebody who likes to set goals and crush them too, you've come to the right place. This is putting yourself first. This is motivation. This is the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. This is Julie, your host, here to bring you weekly wellness tips to help you live happier, healthier, and make real progress towards your goals. On today's episode, we are coming at you late on a Sunday evening to debrief and reflect a little bit on my first CrossFit competition. Yesterday, I had an absolute blast of a day. I am super sore. I feel super excited about the experience and sharing it with you all. Um, So today, what I want to do is dive a little bit into why I decided to sign up for this competition, ultimately what the process looked like in preparing for it, um, what things looked like on actual competition day, who was part of my process and who kind of came alongside me, and then ultimately what I learned from the experience, some things that I think people should know going into any kind of competition or um, you know big event that they're training for, as well as some things that I would potentially do differently. So just going to flow through that here with this kind of general framework of why I jumped in, who was a part of it, how I prepared, and how it went, and then what I learned. So diving in here with why I jumped in, a little bit of backstory on my CrossFit journey. As I am recording this, it is May 7th of 2023. The competition was yesterday. And this time last year, I was finishing up physical therapy school. I was on a clinical rotation in Wilmington, Delaware, living there for just about two months. And during that time, decided that it would be a great time to finally try CrossFit. CrossFit had been this thing that I had seen on Instagram and that so many people who I looked up to in the physical therapy space, in the fitness space, were participating in. Um, that I, I was just kind of curious about it, but always a little bit unsure of how to get started or where to get started. And then living in Delaware and finding out about this gym from a friend uh, called Riverfront Athletics, I said, you know what, let me see if I can get a month-to-month membership and try out this whole CrossFit thing. So that was April of 2022. I was a member there for two months. And I remember my first class walking in and they had like snatches and jerks. And I had very little idea of what those movements entailed. I knew what they were. I knew what they looked like, but not a whole lot about actually performing them. So those two months consisted of a lot of... um, a lot of humility, a lot of workouts where I felt like I was one of the fitter people that, you know, existed inside of gyms um, until I tried CrossFit. And then a few weeks into being a member there, that same CrossFit gym held this competition called Riverfront Rivalry. And that weekend, I happened to be in the area um, with my boyfriend and we actually went as spectators. So it was my first time being inside the walls of a CrossFit gym during a competition. And right off the bat, I was hooked. 
I loved the energy and the loud music and everybody just throwing up all of this weight overhead and smashing these self-limiting beliefs and all of these high fives and cheers and sweat. It was totally something that I was drawn to. And in that moment, I decided this is something that I want to pursue. I hope that one day I can do CrossFit. And I also knew in that moment that that was a population that I really hoped to treat and serve as a future physical therapist. During my time in Wilmington, I got to give a shout out to the the head coach at Riverfront Athletics, Chelsea Mock, who puts on this awesome event, which fast forward to one year later is the event that I did yesterday. So it was a very, very full circle moment of um, me participating in this this competition that really inspired me a year ago. And a few months back, a friend of mine named Brady, shout out to Brady, he's a, a fellow physical therapist, reached out asking if I would like to be on his team for this competition. And at that point, I had been kind of dabbling in CrossFit classes here and there. Um, to kind of continue on the timeline, I was in Wilmington, Delaware at that CrossFit gym in April, May, and like one week of June, spent the entire summer living at home in New York with no gym, and then ultimately moved to Maryland to start my first job in September, which was inside of a CrossFit gym. So over the course of the end of 2022, I kind of gradually started taking classes and getting a little bit involved, got my CrossFit Level 1 certification in December, which at that point really hadn't done a lot of CrossFit, Um, just the occasional one to two classes a week. And then in about January was when um, Brady reached out about maybe doing this competition. I was like, yeah, I'm just getting into it, so we'll see. And then March comes along, and it's sign-up time. He's like, Julie, we're doing this. It's a team of four, two guys, two girls. I want you on the team. And uh, Brady you know, told me at that point that he would be signing up his team for the intermediate division. So for those of you who are not familiar with CrossFit – In general, in most competitions, there are three different divisions. You have scaled, which is the most elementary beginner level. Intermediate, uh, which is definitely pretty experienced CrossFitters. Typically, it's athletes who maybe just have a few skills that they aren't really strong at yet. Um, Then you have RX, which is the highest level athlete at the competitive level when it comes to competitions. So intermediate's pretty pretty gritty, pretty tough, pretty skilled, and... uh, I reached out to my good friend, Amy Shelton, who ended up being my coach and kind of got her thoughts on like, hey, like, do you think this is something that I can do? Um, And she very respectfully was like, Julie, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. But to be honest, it takes a while to compete at the intermediate level and be able to like do those skills. So probably not in your best interest, since at this point, it was only like seven weeks away that, that we're having this conversation. So I politely told Brady, sorry, can't do it. I don't want to bring you guys down. You know, I don't have toes to bar or chest to bar or double unders or so many of these things. And Brady said, Julie, that's okay. We're just trying to have fun. You should do it. Um, And I'm very easily persuaded. So I signed up. And at that point, my good friend, my girl Amy, um, took her on as a coach and she started programming for me. So my workouts started, my first workout that was officially helping me prepare for the competition um, was on March 20th. So that was about six or seven weeks out from the competition. 
Um, And then I worked out four days a week leading up to it. And another big thing that kind of inspired me to pursue this and honestly a big part of this journey and what made it so exciting for me and so special for me, just jumping into this thing that I've never done before, um, is all the people who I had in my corner, all the people who who are doing this, who talk about this, who eat, sleep, and breathe this CrossFit thing, and who really just have gotten me excited in seeing what it's all about. So one of which is by far my girl Amy Shelton, Iron Lady Coach on Instagram, um, would not have been able to to do any of these skills without her help, and uh, her encouragement along the way was so, so cool. And then I got to give a shout out to my girls from Execution Athletics. Shout out to Execution. They are the CrossFit gym that I work inside of with True Sports. And that gym is full of some badass women who have inspired me since the day I started working there. Um, But over the course of the last two months of preparing for this, throughout me feeling doubtful and me feeling insecure about being so new to CrossFit and, you know, not sure if I'd be able to perform at the level I needed to um all these girls were always picking me up and saying Julie like you're stronger than you think and you can do this and um just were really excited for me so my girls Amy Ellie and Sydney that's that's my crew right there that really um inspires me more so through doing I've seen all of them compete and there's nothing I love more than watching my friends get after it and then Melissa and Lindsay and Ashley three other women in the gym who I look up to tremendously. They are so badass. They are all mamas. And um, they're just a true testament to the fact that it doesn't matter like where you are in your life or where you are in your fitness journey. Anybody can do this CrossFit thing and and inspire the people around them. So between having that support system in the gym, um, having my coach Amy, and then my boyfriend Giovanni supporting me, and also my physical therapist Ashlyn, Over the last few months, I have been in physical therapy for pelvic floor rehab, which I plan to do a future episode on um, and kind of dive deep into my journey with that. But that was definitely something that was a bit of a struggle throughout all of this training. And my PT definitely served as a big asset to kind of getting me through all of this. So big shout out to her. So let's kind of talk about how I went about this, this process, this training process. Like I said, I I did hire a coach, which if you're listening to this because you are thinking about doing a CrossFit competition and you're not really sure about when to jump in, it's definitely not necessary to get like private coaching or individualized coaching, especially if you're somebody who's been doing CrossFit for a while and you have most of the skills. However, if you're anything like me and you're kind of scrambling to learn all of these things and to lift a certain number of weight before the date of the competition, I highly recommend working with somebody who can really help you put together a good program and and come alongside you during the ups and downs of training, which is a big reason that I hired Amy. Between her expertise as a coach, a CrossFitter herself, as well as a badass female athlete physical therapist, um, she was able to bring everything to the table for me to to support me um, on this. So started my workouts, like I said before, on March 20th, which was a Monday. 
And I worked out four days a week. So it was Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays for the most part. Of course, there were some switch ups here and there, depending on if I, you know, wasn't feeling good one day or if I had an event come up or something like that. Um, But it was a four day split. And in the beginning of my programming with Amy, we did a good amount of testing to kind of figure out where I was at. Uh, We did a little bit of aerobic capacity stuff, a little bit of strength work. And then from there, it kind of gave Amy a, a better idea of where I was to be able to build the program out for me, which I also think is super valuable for any athlete to go through some kind of testing battery, not just when you get started in your fitness, but at specific points in your fitness. If you're a member at a CrossFit box or you have a strength and conditioning coach you know that you have access to, um, you likely have these weeks built into your programming. But if you're somebody who's just kind of hopping into fitness or trying to reach some goals and and doing a lot of things on your own, um, I would highly recommend doing some tests, finding some aerobic capacity or strength tests, taking yourself through them, measuring your results, and then retesting down the road because what gets tracked gets managed and what gets measured changes. So it's really important that you kind of have a baseline to go off of especially if you have a goal that you are working towards. So the programming that I did, the coaching that I did, um, was also entirely remote. So my girl Amy is in South Carolina, and we were able to work together through the use of an app called True Coach. And essentially, she would program for me once a week, upload everything in there by Sunday night, and then throughout the week, I'd be able to reference the app One thing that Amy did exceptionally well that I would definitely look for or recommend that you look for in a coach if you decide to hire one um, is she provided videos and explanations for everything that was in my program, every kind of workout, every kind of lift, um, everything from, you know, box jump overs to toes to bar to deadlifts to cleans. And this was so valuable because as somebody who who loves fitness, who is a strength and conditioning coach and a physical therapist, um, I definitely have a little bit of an ego when it comes to exercise. Like, I think that I know a lot and, oh, I don't need to watch the videos and, like, I don't need help. (laughs) Like, I got this. But through the videos that she gave me, I learned that I had quite a few misconceptions about certain movements or I didn't actually understand the most efficient way to perform a toaster bar. Or I didn't actually understand cues that were going to make sense in my brain for working on the triple extension in a clean. So I mention all of this because no matter where you are on your journey, I'm sure there are things that you still have to learn, especially if you're in the CrossFit realm. Man, like we are always learning as athletes and even my friends who have been CrossFitting for five, six, ten years, um, they're still working on some stuff. So Being able to access videos, reading explanations, kind of doing your research, but also having somebody to guide you towards reputable sources, reputable YouTubers, following people that really know their stuff is so, so freaking important. Um, I can't value that enough. And then the other cool thing about the app was, of course, it was on me to enter in all of my data, enter in the weights that I hit, the number of seconds that I held something. Um, you know, the time that it took me to complete the three rounds for time workout that Amy gave me. And 
working with a coach not only holds you accountable, but it forces you to measure all this stuff because you you have to give that information. I also took a ton of videos throughout my training to give to my coach so that she could see what my power cleans looked like on week one and then give me different progressions or regressions to focus on based on that. Um, so that was really helpful for not only for her to be able to get an idea of where I'm at, but another tip that I would give anybody who's listening, who's who's working on any realm of fitness is to take videos. I know it's like so cringy and embarrassing and everybody's criticizing the fitness influencers now for like setting up their tripod in the middle of the gym. I totally get it. But you can be that girl and nobody really cares as much as you think. And to be quite honest with you, some of the most important things I've learned about my fitness have been from videos of myself um, that I can watch back and self-correct. So definitely take videos. And guys, it's so cool to take videos to be able to see your progress. Like I remember the day I got my first pull-up. I think it was back in like December or January. And I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I did it. And then I took a couple of videos of me doing one and then I did two. And then I look back at those now and I'm amazed at how much that's progressed and I can kind of compare video over video. So next time you're working out, maybe if the gym's a little more quiet, you feel a little bit less embarrassed, um, just take some videos. Future you is going to be so happy to have those old videos to to compare your current status to. So while working with Amy, um, each day I would record in a journal my my workouts, my data, how things felt, if I had any pain, um, and then I would enter all of that information into the app when I got the chance. So that was really, really awesome to kind of have at my disposal um, and to be able to communicate with my coach. Now, some other kind of preparatory things I want to mention that you know are super important that I honestly didn't do the best job at is eating. When you are training hard, guys, you need to eat more food. The first two weeks of doing these Metcons and this heavy lifting and doing things that like honestly my body's never done before, I was freaking hungry. Like I was used to packing my lunchbox for work, which, you know, was a Greek yogurt with some berries and some some rice and ground beef and maybe like a pack of trail mix and that used to hold me over when I really didn't work out that hard and in my first one to two weeks of training like actually training I would blow through that food so quickly and be starving (laughs) so I mentioned that because if you were at a point where you're about to ramp up your fitness where you're about to train for a competition where you're about to work on new skills Maybe you're, you're listening to this and you're like, I am finally going to jerk more than 100 pounds. Like it is time to hit that point. Commit to that, but also commit to eating more food in the process because it is so, so crucial to fuel your body. And the only way that you're going to progress, the only way that you're going to put on that muscle or improve your body's efficiency at movement um, or just support these increased demands is is going to be to put more fuel into the fire. So food has to be a priority. Um, And, you know, that's something that I didn't do great at. I wasn't on top of like meal prepping and making my food ahead of time. And I would get home from work and be so tired that I didn't even want to eat. And I would go to bed and wake up at six in the morning starving. 
Um, so those were just lessons learned where I knew that I was kind of under fueling for a bit. And luckily, by the end of my training, I did a better job kind of addressing that. And the same goes for sleep. When you increase your activity, whether it be running or lifting weights or gymnastics or just overall volume, you're going to feel more tired. Your body's going to tell you that it's working harder and therefore it needs to recover harder. So make sure that you honor that and that you respect that. When you have those rest days, take advantage of that time to rest and to recover and maybe to get that extra hour of sleep. That, again, is something that is not ever going to be perfect, I think, for most of us. Um, But there's a lot of days that that's within our control and it's definitely worth prioritizing. And then the last piece I'll add to preparation here is having that support system around you, having those people to hype up that will hype you up in return. A lot of the work, the workouts that I did, pretty much all the workouts that I did, I did by myself um, because nobody else in the gym was training for this competition. I currently live in Maryland. I work in Eldersburg, Maryland, which is... If you know me, you know I'm always on the run, up early and home late. So having a three-hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process, so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out. About an hour and a half away from where the competition was. So all of the people I competed with, I worked out with for the first time on competition day. (laughs) Um, A couple of them knew each other from the gym. So a lot of my workouts were done solo. However, I made a point to surround myself with other people in the gym while they were getting after it. Specifically, my girls, Allie and Amy at Execution, um, they had a similar training schedule to me. So even if they were doing something completely different, You know, they're working on their back squats and I'm working on jumping over the box as fast as I can. It was still so awesome to be in the same space, to be in the same room, to encourage each other and to ask them for help. Don't underestimate the power of asking for help along your fitness journey. This can be applied to literally every single aspect of a fitness journey, whether it be the actual working out or the nutrition or the sleep or the mindset or overcoming plateaus. We need to lean on other people who have been where we've been. So at times, 
I really battled feeling like an imposter training for this um, because I'm like, shit, I'm new to CrossFit. I haven't actually been working out that much. I was doing like two days a week and all of a sudden my ass is signing up for an intermediate level competition that a lot of people kind of rolled their eyes when I told them I was doing and said, Julie, I don't know about this. Um, so there were a lot of times where I really, I didn't feel like I would be able to do it. And spoiler alert, we didn't crush it. I didn't crush it, but I did it. And that's really what counted. Um, but I say all that because those people around me would remind me when I would get down on myself, like, Julie, we all started here, you know, keep working. You look great. Try this instead. Or, you know, the moment that I did my first handstand against the wall, that was not that long ago. Um, I was trying donkey kick after donkey kick and just laughing at my inability to get upside down. I was scared and I felt weak and I just had genuinely no idea what was going on. And then I finally took it upon myself to watch the video that my coach had put in the app of how to properly get to the wall because, you know, my ego told me that I would figure it out. And then I finally got it and it clicked and my girl Amy was at the gym and she celebrated that with me. She was like, Julie, that's it. Let's go. And like those little moments, guys, those little wins are so huge and so worth celebrating. So find at least one person to experience that with you on a regular basis. It doesn't need to be every session. Sometimes you're going to have to grind on your own. Um, That's part of what makes fitness so powerful is those workouts where it's just you. But as much as you can, get those people around you. Now, let's talk a little bit about how things went on competition day. So competition was four workouts. Um, It was teams of four, two men, two women, and there were four total workouts. Without getting too into the nitty gritty, um, brief overview of each one. The first one was my least favorite because of my lack of skills. Um, It was toes to bar, double unders, and deadlifts. Deadlifts, of course, we love deadlifts. Um, Double unders, I got a couple of them the week of the competition, but was not good enough to really contribute (laughs) to the team. And then the toes to bar was synchro, uh, which I got toes to bar finally, maybe like 10 days before the competition and just kept trying to work on volume, um, but really could only get singles or like pairs of two. So that workout was gritty. That really killed my ego. I cried a little bit midway through the workout because I was so frustrated at how slow I was going on the toes to bar and how many no reps I was getting called for. Uh, But we did it. And my teammates, man, shout out to Brady, Isaac, and Emily. They were so welcoming and so um, understanding and just seemingly excited to have me as part of the team, even though I embarrassed myself a little bit on some parts. So that was workout number one. Workout number two was the strength. Um, so that was for me, it was one power clean, two front squats and three jerks. Funny story about that. And another thing that I'll give you guys for advice, if you are signing up for a CrossFit competition, whether it's your first or whether you've done it before, make sure you read the fine print on what the workouts actually are. (laughs) I didn't fully read the captions and all the explanations and I had been preparing for a strength workout that ended up being entirely different from what I did on competition day. I had been training for three power cleans, two front squats, one jerk 
and found out about 12 hours before when I finally read through all the details that I would be doing one power clean, two front squats, three jerks. Honestly, worked out fine, had a laugh, um, enjoyed it. I kind of thought to myself, what better way to start off a competition than, than, you know, just get thrown into the fire. Um, that was the first time that I was ever going to be doing three consecutive jerks. So of course I was like super nervous about bringing down the heavy weight to my shoulders. Cause I've never done that before. I've always just dropped it right on the ground. Um, you know, in true CrossFit fashion, but I surprised myself a lot on that workout, which I'll get into a little bit at the end, but that one was fun. The strength part of CrossFit is definitely my favorite at the moment. I'll be excited to listen to this episode down the road and see if that changes at all, but that's my comfort zone. So we we loved that one. Uh, workout number three was quick and dirty. It was a relay style, eight-minute time cap. Each partner went, and it was a bunch of thrusters. We had wall balls, kettlebell thrusters, fat bar thrusters, and some burpees sprinkled in there. So that was a fun one. Um, kettlebell thrusters with double 35-pound kettlebells was spicy, I will admit, but uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> and then the final workout was just a total like mosh pit of, of um, movements. Uh, we had chest to bar pull-ups, rowing, box jumps, snatches, and some overhead dumbbell walks with 35s for women uh, with a bunch of shoulder to overhead thrown in there too. So that one was that one was fun. But my team, being that there were four members from three different gyms, we didn't get to practice any of these workouts together, and it showed. It definitely showed on that last workout because we felt like we were going so quick. We like figured out this flow, and we were all switching all the time, and we finished, and we were pumped, and then we look around, and it turns out everybody else had already been done, uh, but we were riding that high. Uh, the snatches on that workout were 80 pounds for women, and I was able to cycle sets of five, which I was super pumped about. Um, my shoulders are totally lit up today because your girl still hasn't really figured out how to use her hips. Turns out I am snatching and cleaning with like 90% rotator cuff, 10% glutes. Um, so <laughs> so we're going to be working on that for the next competition. Um, but all in all, guys, the the day itself was so much fun. It was a gorgeous day in Wilmington. Energy was high. DJ was good. My girl Chelsea, who hosted the event, was awesome. She ran such a great event. And just hearing all the all the people who were there talk about how much fun they were having, um, it was so cool. You know, there's nothing like being in a room with people who are all having this like shared enjoyment and all going after a similar goal. Definitely one for the books. So another thing I'll mention about um, competition day is is fueling. Being that it was my first one, the only really competitive event I've done outside of like team sports is some half marathons. And this was, of course, very, very different because it's an all day thing with like quick bursts of exercise um, rather than just straight up running. So I had a little bit of trouble with fueling just because I wasn't really super hungry. Um, I think it was the whole adrenaline thing. Drank a good amount of fluids, but kind of just ate like some rice cakes and had a couple bites of my sandwich, but wasn't really vibing with it. Um, had some supplements, some dextrose. So all in all, I mean, I wonder if my performance would have been a little bit better if I ate a little bit better, maybe. But 
I will say that everybody's definitely different. If I were to tell myself what to do going into competition day, I would have told myself to eat a lot more. Like I would have expected to have this massive appetite. And then when it came down to it, I just didn't. So I think that you really need to just listen to your body, do what feels best for you. Even if your best friend or your coach or your gym buddy is telling you this exact formula of what worked for them, understand that it might not work for you. And that's totally okay. Uh, But I think it's definitely better to kind of go over-prepared than under-prepared. So a couple highlights from the actual day that I want to talk about before we get into the final point of what I learned. Well, we'll jump right to that. These two are related. Um, Guys, biggest thing that I learned on competition day is that we underestimate ourselves tremendously. And by we... I'm kind of speaking for the whole human race here, but I guess I can't make that big of a generalization. Um, Mostly talking to my females here, I think a lot of us underestimate our strength and, and what we're capable of. And I make that statement because I work with female athletes every single day in the clinic, and it's it's something that comes up over and over. And even as somebody who devotes my life to empowering other women to feel strong and embrace their strength. Um, it's surprising that I honestly struggle with that myself. And the coolest freaking thing about a fitness competition, especially across the competition, is smashing those self-limiting beliefs. Like tossing it up in the air and just hitting it out of the park with a baseball bat and sending it away. I went into this competition not knowing if I would be able to do two sets of 16 synchro toes to bar being that I just got two of them for the first time last week. (laughs) And uh, guys, that was cool. I, I, I got through the two sets of 16. It was hard. It hurt. I even got some blood on my grips, which, you know, I think is, um, I think is pretty cool. I think I should maybe like sign it and put the date next to it, (laughs) but didn't know if I'd be able to do that. Um, On the strength, as I'm talking to my coach the night before, kind of strategizing since I hadn't practiced, power clean, two front squats, three jerks. We decided, all right, open at 95 and try for 115. And when we were warming up, I hit 95. I thought it was 75. Um, So I put it down. I'm like, all right, 75 felt good. And my teammate was like, Julie, that was 95. I was like, oh, well, that felt pretty good. So we decided to open at 115, uh, hit that, and then did 125, hit that, did 135, hit that, tried 140, and could not get it up over my head. But guys, that feeling of sending 135 over my head for three reps, that was so fucking cool. And depending on who you are that's listening, that might seem like a lot, that might seem like a little. In reality, the actual numerical value means nothing. But what matters is I had in my head that I was hoping to achieve 115 pounds. And I ended up exceeding that. And that is the power of diving into something like this, diving into some kind of environment where you're just sending it and you really have no idea how it's going to go. That is the best arena to prove yourself wrong in. So that feeling of achieving that weight, that feeling right after of like, wow, that was hard, but I did it. Um, Man, that was so, so cool. The thruster workout, that was the 15 wall balls with a 14-pound ball, five burpees, 
10 kettlebell thrusters with double 35s, five burpees, and then five fat bar thrusters with 80 pounds. When I practiced that workout, it took me like two minutes, 20 seconds, two minutes, 30 seconds. And on competition day, I was able to come in around two minutes, which again, like you listening to this, you have no idea what that looks like or feels like. But for me, it was a big win. Um, And again, just goes to show like what we are really capable of in those moments where it matters. But you're never going to find that unless you put yourself into a situation where it matters. Get yourself into an arena where the stakes are high. Maybe that's in fitness. Maybe that's in your your business or your relationships. Do shit that matters. Do shit that has like a purpose behind it and a meaning behind it. And quite frankly, a score behind it. And you'll be surprised what you can muscle out. For the the last workout... Um, I wasn't able to do the chest of our pull-ups because I can't do those. So that was one where, again, I felt a lot like an imposter, like just damn, like everybody else is jumping up on that bar and doing these. And here I am standing around looking pretty, catching my breath. Um, but I was able to reframe that into, let me put this energy elsewhere into the competition and do do three sets of five of the snatches and go as hard as I can on the rower. And at the end of the day, another thing I learned is that nobody really cares nearly as much about your performance as you do. So if you're in an environment where you're scared to let people down, I think it's really good to have that energy to kind of have that push and and that gut feeling that you want to perform for other people. But also remember that you're going to be your own worst critic at the end of the day. And more than likely if you're showing up as your authentic self if you're trying hard and giving it your all your teammates are going to be thankful for it the people in your corner are going to be thankful for it so getting into some lessons that I learned as we wrap things up here I definitely learned that you will surprise yourself when you're in the right environment if you feel like you're a little bit stuck or you're not sure what your potential is or you're straight up not sure if you really want to do anything. I mentioned at the start of this podcast that I started at this CrossFit gym a year ago for two months and decided at that point, hey, I want to do this, but you don't really know until you're in it. And one thing going into this competition that I told myself was like, okay, this is going to be the moment where I figure out if I want to be a CrossFitter. Or if I just think I want to be a CrossFitter, but it's not actually for me. And this competition definitely convinced me and showed me that I want to do this thing. Um, I want to keep improving in the sport and competing, and I love it. So you got to throw yourself into the fire to learn what it is that you really want. Another thing that I I thought about a lot that I wish I did was start sooner, (laughs) If you are preparing for something, whether it be a CrossFit competition or a half marathon or losing weight or I don't know, just anything related to health and fitness, the best time to start is yesterday. Like the more that you put things off, um, the more time that you're wasting, the more time that you're not going to get back. And if you start right now, no matter how ready you feel or not ready you feel, that that progress is going to start compounding. You're going to start that timer. You're going to start that engine and start building. Um, and I definitely wish I did that sooner. But you can't go back and you can't change things. So I will I will be proud of the 
work that I accomplished over the course of seven weeks. Um, but if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'm looking at a competition in September, October, whatever time, uh, get started. Start start working on it. Also, guys, read those workouts thoroughly. That really gave me a good laugh on Friday night at 10 o'clock at night when I realized I have to figure out how to re-rack a jerk to my shoulder. Um, but crossword workouts are super confusing. And if you don't understand what it says, like ask people. I wish that I read through it more thoroughly with my friends who do CrossFit. Um, now I will say me and my teammates, all of us didn't actually understand the workouts properly. So it's not just on me. <laughs> um, but I definitely wish I kind of got a little bit more clarity on that. And another thing that I'll share that I learned was that team competitions are so awesome. Not just because of you being on a team, but being surrounded by teams, like hanging out in the back of the gym, outside, everybody's got tents set up, we got speakers going, everybody's, you know, eating some food and hanging out and having a good time. And there's just something about that like team camaraderie feel took me back to like my my travel field hockey days where like you'd go spend the weekend somewhere and there'd be all these teams and you're all huddled up and hanging out like it had that same vibe so I definitely would highly recommend doing a team competition if you have the ability to although I can't speak for what it's like to do an individual competition because I have yet to do one but even though I was like so so nervous going into this team thing and nervous about letting my teammates down because they were so much more experienced than me. I am so, so grateful that I jumped into this for my first competition. Um, so definitely cop a team and get going. Another thing that I learned along this process, guys, is when you are pushing yourself in fitness, whether it be in CrossFit or literally anything else having to do with physical performance of the human body, you are going to hurt somewhere along the way like somewhere in this process where you are pushing your body where you are taking your tissues to their maximum capacity where you're practicing a skill or learning a movement for the first time and it doesn't look very pretty it's you're going to bump into musculoskeletal pain along the way and as a physical therapist this is something that I know I preach about it all the time I I educate my athletes on it but when it happened to me, man, I was crushed. I was upset. <laughs> Over the last six weeks of training, I had periods where my back pain really flared up, where I had radicular pain down my leg, where I had increased pelvic floor pain, um, a really severe like foot pain after a bunch of jump roping, like just things that come up uh, hurt my wrist when I was learning how to jerk. Like you name it, I probably experienced it somewhere along the last six weeks. And I bring this up because it's important that you you go into fitness knowing, hey, if I bump into pain, it's okay. If I go off track a little bit, it's okay. But make sure that you have somebody in your corner that you can have to support you on this, whether it be a physical therapist or a friend who's a PT or a very experienced coach or somebody to just kind of help you navigate that because it's not easy, but it's going to happen. Again, talking about my ego here, being a performance physical therapist who works with so many CrossFitters, I mean, one of my goals going into this was like, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm going to stay injury free. I'm going to do all my rehab exercises. I'm going to do all my stretching. I'm going to be good. 
And that was so naive of me to think that I was going to avoid things popping up here and there, you know? So understanding, giving yourself some grace that if you have a history of back pain, if that flares up when you're working on your power cleans, hey, take a step back, zone in, like what's going on? What's it feeling like? What can I do about it? Modify accordingly um, and then get back in the game. Like pushing your body to its maximum is not going to feel good. Like it's going to feel good, but like it's not going to feel good. You know what I'm saying? So definitely expect that you're going to hurt at points Find a fitness forward physical therapist, find other fitness forward friends um, who have gone through this stuff to come alongside you as you navigate that because it's tough, but it's part of the game. It's part of the sacrifice that you make when you pursue fitness and the benefits of training for something like this significantly outweigh the risks. And then my last point here that I learned is that the environment of a CrossFit competition is not actually as scary as you think it is (laughs) and you might roll your eyes because you know the kind of person I am I'm really intense and I love like the loud music and the screaming and the chaos like I feel like a CrossFit competition is a visual manifestation of what my brain looks like most of the time so maybe that's why I love it but one thing that a lot of people fear that I hear about is like I don't like when people watch me and I don't like these crowds. And in the midst of this competition, I realized like nobody's really watching you. Like there's so much going on that sure, your your support system, your boyfriend, your friend, your your mom, whoever comes is gonna watch you. Um, but everybody else, man, they're like looking all over the place. They're looking at their friends, they're looking at their phone, they're looking at the time. Like it's very unlikely that there's somebody staring directly at you in the middle of you performing being like, damn, who does that girl think she is? You know, and that's definitely something that that I worried about leading up to the competition was like looking a certain way or what are people going to think? And I realized in the middle of of the the competition that like none of that stuff really matters. Nobody nobody's thinking about you as much as you think. And that goes for a lot of aspects in life, but definitely applies to the competition. So all in all, This competition was so much fun. Big shout out to Riverfront Athletics and the whole crew that put this together. Big shout out to Chelsea Mock, my girl, for setting this up and giving me so much encouragement for jumping in as my first competition. Shout out to Brady for peer pressuring me into this. And biggest shout out ever to my girl, Amy Shelton, PT and coach and mentor and friend who helped me in so many different aspects Um, getting ready for this. And shout out to my friends for loaning me some equipment. Over the course of the last six weeks, I did purchase a weightlifting belt and grips and my own jump rope, but I did borrow some wrist wraps and some sweatbands for competition days. So shout out to Sydney for those. Guys, if you made it this far, you probably are thinking about doing a CrossFit competition. And I am here to tell you to take the jump, take the leap. I promise you, It's going to go better than you expect as long as you go into it with an open mind, as long as you go into it excited to see, to purely see what you are capable of without setting too many expectations and just enjoying it. Remembering that anytime you go to do fitness, a run or a workout or a stretch or a bike ride, remember what a privilege it is to have the ability to move your body 
and to to fuel your health and to fulfill your body in a way that it loves because so many people don't have the opportunity to do that. So many people don't have the health to do that. So many people have never experienced it. People are too scared. So anytime that you get the chance to work out, especially in a setting like this, remember that it is such a privilege and not something that we should take lightly. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my late night reflection here on my first CrossFit competition. I had so much fun and can definitely say that I have drank the Kool-Aid and I am pumped to do some more down the road. So if you're a CrossFitter, I would love to connect over your competition experience. If you're looking for a partner, hey, maybe I'll jump in with you. You guys can hit me up on Instagram at goalsetmindset underscore JB. Shoot me a message. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would love if you left a rating or review and subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we will be back next week with another episode.